Blog Talk Radio. This is Janice Tennell. I'm your host of Beauty Talk. Thank you guys for tuning in with us tonight. We are glad to have you guys here on the line. Um, our guest tonight is the social barber, Miss Susan Bennett, and she'll be on the line shortly with us. But in the meantime, I just want to remind you guys that the call-in number for tonight's show is 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. 4399. Um, we have joining us along with Susan is my sister Denise, and she's on the line with us tonight. Um, I'm going to go uh, jump straight to a commercial break, and we will be right back. Beauty Talk Radio, hosted by your favorite twin celebrity makeup artist, Janice and Denise Tunnell, is celebrating 10 years, and we simply want to say thank you to all of our guests, our sponsors, and supporters who have taken the journey with us. Because of your support, we've been able to bring you conversations, beauty and skincare tips from the industry's finest, and so many more. Sam Fine, Australian makeup artist Ray Morris, James Vincent, V. Neal, Nigeria's own Lola Maja, Kevin James Bennett, Rocky Cosetti, Marietta Carter Narcisse, Tim Bucharin, Mickey Taylor, formerly of Essence Magazine, AJ Crimson, Michael DeVellis, Suzanne Patterson, Larry Sims, Denisa Myricks, Melissa Street, Michael Key of Makeup Artist Magazine, Camille Friend, Rochard, Naja Riquette, Bernadette Thompson, and so many more. We're celebrating 10 years, and we're so excited about what's to come for Beauty Talk Radio. Millions listen live and via iTunes downloads from around the world. So we have to say thank you to our listeners in the U.S., of course, the U.K., Australia, Ghana, Russia, South Africa, Uganda. Brazil, South Korea, Ireland, Canada, Sweden, the Bahamas, and so many other parts of the world. Are you following us on social media? We're on Instagram at beauty underscore talk underscore media. We're also on Twitter at beauty underscore talk. And we can't forget about Facebook, beauty talk online. We're celebrating 10 years. We're excited about where we're going and we know you are too. Yeah, I know you 
How would you like to become friends with benefits? I'm sure that got your attention. I'm talking about friendsbeauty.com, now offering a benefits discount program to all of our friends. That's right. Professionals that qualify can save up to 40% and non-professional consumers up to 10% just for setting up a free account online. At Friends Beauty, we offer a huge range of products, including beauty makeup, special FX and theatrical makeup, skin care, wigs and extensions, styling tools, and more with thousands of brands at the best prices. We've been in business since 1940 and pride ourselves on ensuring our friends have the best shopping experience ever. Sign up for our friends discount program and shop with us today at friends, that's F-R-E-N-D-S, no I, beauty.com friendsbeauty.com. We also offer studio services for production orders at 818-691-1294. That's 818-691-1294. Join our program and become a friend with benefits today. All right, we are back, and I just wanted to um, remind you, for those of you who may be calling in who have a question or a comment, please um, call us at 914 914- 803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. I ask that if you're going to um, call and ask a question, if you're actually listening to the show um, online, make sure that your volumes are turned down on your computers, okay? And we can get you on the line with no problem. So just a quick reminder the International Salon and Spa Expo, ISSE, is January 25th through 27th, 2020 in Long Beach, California. So please make sure you save the date. And again, they had a couple of, um, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, there was some special um, ticket pricing for PBA members. So if you are a member of PBA, please make sure you get out there and um Get your tickets now at a discount for those who are not PBA members. And if you're interested in being a PBA member, please go to probeauty.org forward slash ISSC to find out more information about tickets and how you can join PBA as well. All right. And I just wanted to mention for all of you makeup, um, makeup artists and makeup fans, the powder group will be at ISSC um, in January. So I believe that's the first time for the powder group. So for more information, go to probeauty.org to find out all that's happening at ISSC. All right. We are back. And, again, our guest tonight is Susan Bennett. I'm bringing her on the line. Hello. Hi, Susan. Good. How are you? I'm amazing. Thank you so much for having Great. me on tonight. Absolutely, absolutely. It's been a few years, I believe. Yeah, I was on since here the last before. time. Yes, it's been a, a while. A lot has changed for me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> a lot has changed so, since then. So your hair's longer for one. <laughs> yeah, my hair is a lot longer. That is true. That is true. Since last time I was on, my hair was a lot longer. Um, one thing a lot of people didn't know about me is that I was actually still working a corporate job. So I was going live every single oh. day. But so that's part of the reason I was going live. You know, a lot of people came to know me when I was going live every single day on Periscope. If you guys remember Periscope, mm-hmm. but oh, yes, um, yes. a lot of people didn't. <laughs> yeah. 
So I used to go live really late at night, and part of the reason that I did that is because I had a full-time corporate job as a vice president at Bank of America. And so the thing is, is that, um, yeah, so I was like living, like, I felt like I was like living this double lifestyle, um, you know, and I will tell you that, you know, I went through a lot of changes, you know, when you work a corporate job, it's, it's a whole, there's a way you walk, the way you talk. I mean, it's a whole thing. You have to learn how to be in that environment. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. so a lot of people, I didn't tell people that. And so a lot of people didn't know that about me is at that time I was, I was working full time and that's why I was, you know, I'd have to do stuff really late at night because, you know, I had my daughter, I'm married. And, you know, so when my daughter would come home, I had to do dinner and do all that kind of stuff. So the only time I had to go live and and work on my business was late at night after everybody else was kind of taken care of. And my daughter went to bed. Right. (laughs) Right. Well, you know, that brings up a, a question for me. Okay. So, both my sister and I come from the corporate world as well before, you Mm -hmm. know, becoming makeup artists. When I started Mm -hmm. doing makeup, I was still at my corporate tax accounting job. No one Mm -hmm. knew that I was a makeup artist and working on film and television sets, except like one of my close friends that worked with me. Mm -hmm. She was the only, you know, only person. Do you think Mm -hmm. when you're, but I guess social media is there too. So if you're on social media, it may be more noticeable. But I was going to say, do you think that that it's important to kind of keep, like if you're still in the corporate arena, and but you're doing something else, you're trying to build another business or trying to start another career, do you think that's important to kind of keep that away from um, people at your job, like your boss or coworkers? Well, or- okay. So I will, that's a great question. I feel like, you know, I had one foot in the door and one foot out the door. And I really, it's like, I, it was still an option. Do you know what I mean? Like until I felt like it okay. was still an option. Like I didn't, it's like, I didn't want to give up that option until I was sure if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So I felt like, yes. so if you guys don't know much about, you know, for those of you listening and I'm on live right now on Instagram as well, but for those of you listening in a corporate job, a lot of times people are judging you even for what you do outside of work. And so I used to look up to all the barbers and hairstylists all the time feeling like, wow, you guys can live such a carefree um, life, like as far as not caring, you know, people, you know, people judging you for how you dress, you can wear your hair however you want. And I, you know, I always used to look up to that because I was in a very, um, you know, conservative environment, you know, in, in, mm-hmm. in um, you know, finance and things like that. And, you know, people are judging you for outside activities sometimes. That's how it works. And people are like, oh, well, if you have time to do this and, you know, let's say you something, a project doesn't go well, and then they see that you've got all this other stuff going on outside of work, and they might feel like, oh, well, maybe that's a distraction for you. Because it's almost like, I, I don't know, I don't want to say it's like a modern-day form of slavery, but it's like when, you have, when you're in a salary job, there's what people don't understand is you don't get paid overtime. Like your salary right. is your salary. So if you right. work. You know what I'm saying? You're not, it actually ends up that you're not, you can end up not making that much. You could be like, wow, like I only make $10 an hour because I worked 100 hours last week, you know? So it's like people are constantly judging you, have reviews and things like that. And so it's like, if until I was sure that I wanted to go, you know, hey, like I'm really serious about the social media thing. Because before I started doing social media for my barbershop, I didn't care about social media at all. Like I did not want to be tagged in that. I didn't want people posting pictures of me or anything. So I was kind of like, I don't really know where this is going right now. I worked so hard to get this job. Like I, you know what I'm saying? Like I, 
um, have a master's in software development. You know what I mean? I went to school. I did all Mm -hmm. the things that your parents tell you the right things to do. Um, You know, got my two degrees, worked hard, you know, got this six-figure-a-year job. And then it's like, I'm like, oh, wow, like, this is not satisfying to me anymore. Like, back in the day, you couldn't have told me that wasn't the best thing out there. Right. So, yeah, so at that time, it was still in my rear view. It's kind of like I was trying to kind of, you know, kind of like do the limbo, be in this world, be out of this world, and kind of do both. And you kind of, I really feel like to be successful in whatever you're trying to do, you need to be all in 100%. Like, you can't have one foot in and one foot out, because as long as you keep it as an option – you're not giving it all that you can. Right. Absolutely. So it's, it's Absolutely. a little bit crazy. <laughs> but I will tell you this. <laughs> one of the things that has changed for me is in uh, November of 2017, I did go ahead and I did quit my corporate job. Um, and I, you know, that was very freeing for me. I made that decision like, no, I'm not going to go back. Like, I really made that decision. Mm-hmm. So now all the stuff that I'm posting online is perfectly visible. I'm going to tell you guys, those of you guys who are not in corporate um, that are listening, they do check your social media when you do jobs, right? When you, if yeah. you apply for a job, they check your social media, and they look to see if you're going to be a good fit, if you're somebody's going to stick around. You know, they, they have judged people for wearing bikinis. You know, I've seen stories about that <laughs> and things like that on their own social media, which is crazy. Um, right. But yeah, so I mean, it's it's it is a you have to really make a conscious decision when when you start posting a whole bunch of stuff about your life, like this is this is what I'm gonna do. That's it. I'm leaving. The other thing is not an option anymore. So. And you can't get on social media and you know vent about your boss. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) they will find (laughs) out. Yeah, not a good look. It's not not a good look. Okay, a lot of people those those friend requests can go unanswered, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not much of like a venture like that, really. Well, let so, me yeah. ask you. So when you when uh-huh. I first discovered you, it was on Periscope. Yeah. <laughs> so how how has social media changed, or or has it changed since? the Periscope days? Well, I'll say this. Um, social media is changing all the time. I do feel like the bar has been raised, okay? Like I used to come on, I used to give my tips at night, my social media marketing tips for people in the, um, in the beauty industry, you know, kind of helping them, you know, achieve, you know accomplish uh, whatever goal they're trying to reach, getting more customers, make more money, whatever they want to do, getting more followers. And then one of the things that I started I, you know, one thing that has changed for me though is Periscope has changed a lot. It seemed like it was a community kind of of people that were really looking forward to seeing certain people at a certain time and all that. But I think now the bar has kind of changed. Like people want, they don't want to see just the good perfect. Like people want to see the full person. They want to see your struggles. They want to see it's the game has just changed so much as far as that's concerned. And and I'm gonna and I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, for me, that was a struggle coming from a corporate background, be showing more of right. my life. That right. was a struggle for me. I know that sounds crazy for, you know, a lot of people to say, oh, it was a struggle for me to just sh- start sharing more of my life and being more of me, like letting people know me. That was a little bit harder, just the good, the bad, the ugly. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, I was just in the corporate America, you're taught to be perfect. 
And that was something that really right. hindered my business. I'm going to be honest with you. That hindered my business, that perfection. Because, you know, one thing I heard somebody describe it to me, I took a lot of coaching classes and things like that. And one thing that somebody described to me is like, you know, there's somebody that needs your message and they can't wait for you to have the perfect time, the perfect setup, the perfect background and all of that. They need your message now. They need whatever you have. They're drowning. They need your life raft. And that was really hard for me because in corporate America, everything has to be perfect. It's like I spent all these years learning and perfecting perfectionism. And then in the world of entrepreneurship, it is really, it's a hindrance to your business. It is really a huge hindrance to your business to be perfect. And the reason why I say this is because, you know, spending so much time, like, and I'm not saying these things are important. I'm not, I'm not going to say, that, right. you know, checking your spelling and, you know, all of that. I just, I'm not going to say that that's not important, you know, ha- having the perfect message and the copy and all. I'm not going to say that that's not important, but what I'm saying is that at, in the world of entrepreneurship and with social media, everything is moving so fast, you need to build the airplane while you're flying it. Gotcha. You know, if you wait too long to get it to be perfect, then it's changed. It's on to the next thing. Yeah. <laughs> There's something right. different. You've got to do it now. <laughs> So that is a huge okay. thing. The so world true. is changing so fast. Yeah. So my thing is, uh-huh. and I'm so with you with everything that you just said, you know, coming from the okay. corporate arena, yeah. like you said, mm-hmm. it's hard to show people who you really are. You're so, you're more private. Um, right. But, but then again, like I said, you know, you have this audience that needs to hear what you have to say mm-hmm. or see what you're, you know, what you're doing. Um, mm-hmm. how would you suggest, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe we may have talked about this the last time you were here. How would you suggest, because both my sister and I, you know, we work on film and television sets. A lot of times uh-huh. we can't show, show pictures that we've taken or can't talk about certain oh, yeah. things because they don't want the story, you know, to be revealed. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it may be something that's not even going to be released until next year. So, you know. And then right. by the time it, it, it is released, I always feel like the stuff that I have to show is like old news at this point. It could be right. it is anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then we, and then we sign these NDAs, and so it's like certain things you just mm-hmm. can't do and can't say. How would you suggest, mm-hmm. because, you know, they look at your social media as well, and if you post mm-hmm. something, a lot, you know, they will make you take it down. Um, so, so how would you suggest mm-hmm. before it's time or something that they don't mm-hmm. want to have to be seen? Like if, if I'm just showing, let's say, my sister and I on set and I say, yeah, sitting mm-hmm. on set of XYZ movie, that's not a big deal. But mm-hmm. if I show, if I, if I make a video or a reel mm-hmm. of some of the work that I did on this XYZ movie and the movie doesn't even come out until next year, the right. the production hasn't you know the studio hasn't even promoted it yet you know it's just right. that people know that it's being shot and then right. I'm saying yeah I'm the I'm the hairstylist who created this you know this wig or whatever it is you know things mm-hmm. like that on the X Y Z movie when they see it they're gonna have you take it down right. so how would you how would you um, suggest someone in, in this type of a position to be very, how would you suggest someone like us to be active on social media when we want to 
show people that this is what a film and television makeup artist does. Well, this is the, the day in the life of a film and television makeup artist. How do you suggest doing that without giving away um, things that we're not supposed to show? Okay. So I actually, um, that's one of the things that's changed for me since I last talked to you is um, I do work um, with somebody in a very similar position. So um, my client, Kim Kimball, she has a lot of the same things that I will say. I can sympathize with your struggle because her social media has been one of the hardest um, hardest social media um, accounts that I've ever managed, and it's because of that mm-hmm. reason, because you cannot right. share things in the moment. You have to be very and, – and especially someone like, like her, she's been doing this for forever, what, 30 years, close mm-hmm. to 30 years, something ridiculous. She's been doing it for a very long time. And for her, she's been doing it longer than before social media, Right. So um, that that. can be a challenge, okay? So what what is a great strategy for it? So basically, you know, so if I can, you know, recap for a lot of people don't realize that, you know, when you think about somebody who's a celebrity, barber, hairstylist, makeup artist, nail tech, whatever it is, a lot of people feel like, oh, that's so cool. I want to do movies. I want to do this and that. And what they don't realize is there's a lot of things that you can't share behind the scenes. Like you, like you said, you have an NDA. You cannot share it, you know? And so... What I what I like to do is I like to take old stuff that's already been released, and I save it. I did a live broadcast about this. I do live broadcast right now at noon, Monday through Friday, on my Instagram, um, noon Eastern Standard Time. And one of the things that I do is I save things into folders, right? So I might, you know, different clients mm-hmm. that Kim has worked with in the past, I will go ahead and I'll save it. She's worked on a lot of projects, so that's, you know, not hard for me. Um, I share – I know a lot of what her her <laughs> – Some of the stuff that maybe, you know, she likes might not be the same thing as what her audience likes, but, you know, sometimes I like to share funny memes, you know, that I know her her audience would really like. I like to share inspirational content. Her audience is very particular, so if you can kind of get the pulse of what your audience really likes and share a lot of inspirational content, like, I mean – some of the best content and the most engaged content that, you know, that she's gotten has been inspirational things. It hasn't even been her work, mm-hmm. something that was inspirational. And she got like 40,000 likes on her or something crazy like that. And it was like, you know, I think it was about a girl that was bullied and then she became a model, right? The girl was bullied for mm-hmm. her because of her, her dark skin. And then she became a model. And that was crazy. I mean, you know I mean? That was one of her most engaging posts probably ever, you know? I mean, you know, so that's what I would do is I would go ahead and save up content. I think for you guys in particular, I think it would be awesome for you guys to plan to do, you know, go ahead and plan a little bit of content and, um, you know, plan some live broadcasts where you guys can say, hey, you know, this is some of the ugly part of, you know, I'm very blessed. I'm glad to, you know, be doing this. Make it clear, right? I like to always be positive when I'm <laughs> coming online. But but say, hey, this is some of the stuff that you don't see. When you say you want to be a celebrity makeup artist, this is what you don't see. We've been sitting here for six hours. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like we're sitting here, we're waiting. You know, this is a lot of what we end up having to do. It's not as glamorous as you might think. We're waiting a lot. The majority of time that we're here, we're waiting. We're not, you know, and, and it's a little bit challenging. We can't do certain things or, you know what I mean? Or even if you can't, you know, go live on the set, maybe you can record a video in your car or something like that while you're waiting, right? or at craft services or right. whatever, you know, whatever you have going on is kind of talking to people and saying, you know, this is how we prepare for the movie. This is how we choose the looks. 
Um, you know what I mean? But you, you'd have to release that content later. You know what I'm saying? You could say, hey, guys, so when right. we get to the video, I can't share the looks with you right now. This is something we're going to have to go ahead and record this content now. And then when it's revealed, then we're able to share it, you know what I mean, or whatever your nondisclosure gotcha. says, and kind of talk to them about what can be shared, okay? And that can be a little tricky. Now, one thing that I do think is that people are a lot more in tune these days to social media than they used to be. Obviously, there was no social media not that long ago, right? 12, 13, right. there exactly. was no, right? Well, there was some, but it was nothing like what it is now, right? So some of the things that you can do is that, you know, some of the people that you work with, depending on, you know, how long the projects are, some of them don't mind to do videos, right? Some of the celebrities or other people that you work with, they're excited to even post you. You can ask them to go ahead and tag you and things like that, you know, just have like a lot of fun. And you can say, hey, do you, you know, a lot of them don't mind to take pictures. I know a lot of times people are afraid to ask. But you look at some of the people that are the top in the game, they are taking pictures with their clients. Have you guys seen that on social media? Yeah. I a have. lot of people on set. Yeah. Yeah, they're actually taking yeah. pictures and things like that. So I don't think there's a harm to ask. You know what I mean? Say, hey, would you like to take a picture? And, you know, let me know when you'd like to post this. I'd love to share this when the movie comes out or whatever and save it. You know, you can ask. Right. Doesn't hurt to ask. That's right. Yep. Doesn't hurt. Does not hurt. Mm-hmm. Speaking of content, <laughs> speaking of content, I'm noticing yep. that I feel like sometimes you you get more people engaged or more people liking when you do Insta stories versus a post. Yep. Is so that, one of the things that yeah. I do because I do work hard on my to answer that question. Yes, uh, Insta, Instagram is pushing the Instagram stories hard. Like. If you're scrolling through your feed on Instagram, then you'll notice that there'll be a row of different people that you're following. Their Instagram stories will be there. And every and let's say when you watch the person, we read in the, in the United States from left to right. And so if you watch the story on the left, then it you know then that person's story goes all the way to the end, right? And then you watch the next person's mm-hmm. story. So if somebody continues to post stories throughout the day, then they keep getting moved all the way to the left if that makes any sense. So when you post again, you have new content, you get moved all the way back to the left. So it, it benefits you to keep posting stories, okay? One of the things gotcha. I like to do, because I spend a lot of time doing Instagram, you know, um, IGTV, which is Instagram's version of YouTube. So one of the things that I like to do is I share the content from my feed into my stories. Because I'm like, look, look, dude, I spent some time making this Pose, I'm gonna need to make sure I get as many eyeballs on this content as possible, and that's one of the things that I do is I share my own content into my stories. Gotcha. That is definitely an option. Yeah, I I do that. I um, you know, I going live. I do save my live, um, and I do like to repurpose my live broadcast, whether it's for posts whether it's for um, stories, like you said, like maybe there's a short clip I can put into stories, um, maybe something I can put into a TikTok, um, or maybe even something that I can go ahead and put onto IGTV. But I do save it because I'm like, look, I made this effort. We're going to need to make sure that this is you know, <laughs> beneficial, okay? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, is there content is a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It really is. It really is. Is there <laughs> is there is there such a thing as um, one social media outlet being better than another? For instance, 
for beauty professionals, let's talk about beauty professionals. Is there like okay. which social media outlet is best or does it depend on your audience and what you're trying to portray, what you're trying to say? Is there one that's better than the other? Like should we all be on Instagram versus some of us on Facebook? Well, okay, so this is the thing, okay? There's so many different, there's like over 200 social media platforms, believe it or not. I mean, the most popular ones, like you mentioned, Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, there's Pinterest, right? Snapchat, all kinds of things, right? Um, I think that you should do the one that you enjoy, okay? I think that when okay. you, I, I do think you should share to the others. But the one that you really enjoy doing, I think you should spend your most time there because people can tell when you're enjoying yourself, like when you're enjoying yourself, you're having fun, okay? I definitely, Mm -hmm. you know, I definitely think that it makes a huge difference to pick the one that you enjoy because the thing is, like, for beauty professionals, like you mentioned, your customers are everywhere. You've got Facebook people. You've got Instagram people. You've got Snapchat Mm -hmm. people. You've got certain people. That's what they like, okay? So, it's, you know, so share in the place and spend the most time in it on the platform that you enjoy spending time on. Like I, my favorite right now is Instagram. It's, it's sometimes it's not as much fun because things keep changing the engagement they're you know, what I mean, engagement is up and down, but it's more of like a challenge now, right? Cause it, it was mm-hmm. not as easy as it used to be. So it's kind of like, okay, we got to put in a little bit more work. We got to, you know, we, we got to raise the bar here, but I spend the most time on Instagram, but I do share my content to Facebook to Twitter, right? I started doing a little bit of TikTok. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's, you know, the next up and coming thing is TikTok. And it's really weird um, because it feels like it's a whole bunch of little kids doing lip sync videos. Um, but <laughs> that's how it was when Instagram first came out. When Instagram first came out, it was a whole bunch of little kids. And we're like, what are we doing here? It's a whole bunch of teenagers. Why am I on Instagram? And now that has changed. Right. So it's better to get ahead of the trend than behind. Don't want to come there late. So <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, so true. So what about, uh, we talked about Periscope earlier. Mm-hmm. What's going on with that? Are people still using that a lot? I, I don't, okay, so Periscope, I believe, has gotten integrated into Twitter. Oh, so gotcha. I will tell you this. Yes, I will tell you guys this. Um. If you are interested in doing a lot of stuff outside of social media, stuff that's going to be posted into the news, um, you know, earlier this year, um, I did have a viral fundraiser with my barbershop. A lot of people who don't know me um, don't may not know my story of the way that I got started in social media was because I was going through a lot of issues with my barbershop with our with our shopping center and we were having some legal issues and they were big legal issues and we were really down about it my husband and I um, my husband's a barber and you know we own a barbershop here in Charlotte and we were really upset about this issue we were having with the shopping center and so you know we were down we were kind of depressed about it I'm gonna be honest with you and so we you know I just all of a sudden I'm I'm a doer like I, I don't sit back and just if see stuff happen and just let life happen, I like to be a doer. Like I feel like I have to fix it. So at that time, obviously I couldn't fix that legal issue. And I said, you know what? I have to change my mindset about this because, you know, there's a lot of people that would love to have our issues. There's a lot of people who would would like to feel like somebody wants to try to, you know, take legal action against them because they think that you have something that they can get, right? There's a lot of people who don't even have enough food to eat in the Charlotte area. Mm-hmm. And so I started a food drive at my barbershop 
just because I said, we need to, this is so much negativity. I can't do this. I need to start focusing on somebody else. See what I can, you know, I, I can't control this. Let me see if I can, if I can help somebody else because, you know, okay, somebody doesn't have enough food to eat. Okay, let's get some food, guys. Let's do this. So that first food drive I did, I actually saw the news story all the way um, in, in, on the Hawaii News Now Network, which is, you know, what, 4,000 miles away from Charlotte, North Carolina. And, you know, we had, yeah, we had a lot of ladies in another demographic than what, you know, we're, my barbershop is more kind of like the movie barbershop. And the clientele is more like the movie. And, you know, it's, it's an African-American barbershop. The majority of the clients are African-American. We do have Hispanic clients. We have white clients. We have all kinds of backgrounds, but the majority of the customers are African-American. And, and it's mostly men, even though that's changed a lot with natural hair and things like that. But we started having, like, little old white ladies were coming in donating. Everybody's like, who's that? We're like, I don't know. And they found out about it on social media. And that's when I realized this is amazingly powerful. Okay. So uh-huh. earlier this year, we, we've continued to do community service. And earlier this year, we had a viral fundraiser that we started for, um, you know, some of the high school students. I don't know if you saw it, um, but it was for some of the high school students um, at a high school near our barbershop. And the thing is, is that um, I was inspired. I saw, you know, Robert F. Smith was a, um, at the Morehouse commencement um, said, hey, I'm going to pay everybody's student loan debt for the class of 2019. And I was like, wow, like, that's what it's like to be a billionaire. Okay. I like that. Yes. <laughs> and so I said, well, you know what? I might not be a billionaire yet, but I can do something to help other people. And so I called the finance office of the high school and I said, hey, you know, do you guys have students that aren't going to be graduating because they don't have enough money? And, you know, they owe money. And the lady was like, yes, we do. We have 14 students. And, you know, this is how much we need, about $4,500. And I said, and I said, well, how long do we have? She said, you guys have a week. I said, okay, I'll be back. Okay. So I went to my barbershop. I was tired. I was very tired. I had just gotten back from the Connecticut Barber Expo. I worked my butt off. I traveled there, um, you know, with one of my other clients and I mean, I was working. Okay. Like working. I was mm-hmm. exhausted when I got back and I just said, Oh, you know, when this thought came into my mind, I really didn't want to do it because I was tired. I was like, I need to recover. Right. I, you know, and this happens a lot, but I truly, as I've gotten older, I really have learned to listen to the voice inside of me. And I feel like that is God talking to me. And, you know, and when these thoughts come in, I try to leap to action. <laughs> not mm-hmm. you know take my mm-hmm. time about it I try to jump to action to make it happen because I feel like you know I think most people can relate to a time when they had a great idea and um, they didn't act on it and then somebody else you see somebody else you're like man I had that idea a year ago right mm-hmm. so when I have ideas I jump on them so I went you know went to my barbershop 30 minutes away recorded the video posted it created a GoFundMe which I've never done in my life before and it went viral. Okay, it went mm. viral. Um, yes, I actually had, um, we were on Inside Edition, People.com, News One, uh, Business Insider. Um, it was wow. on news, yeah, it was on news stations across the country, like local news stations. And I only knew because a lot of people started contacting me in Messenger. And so I'm saying all this to say that the first place we went viral was Twitter whenever you start dealing mm-hmm. with stuff outside of social media news, Twitter is very official. 
and Twitter is the place where you will go viral. If you go viral on Twitter, you're good, okay? So if you have right. to have, even though it's not the place that I enjoy hanging out, Twitter is very important in, you know, as far as your, your, your career and your online presence. Twitter is very important mm-hmm. with that. And actually, one of the newscasters that interviewed me, she actually said, hey, you guys are trending on Twitter. I said, really? Wow. You know, she actually texted me after the interview and told me that. So that was the first place I found it. It was, on, it was a huge um, video on CBS News. It was posted to CBS News. And it had, last time I looked, it had over 2 million views on it. Wow. Wow. So wow. in short, Use all the social media that you can because, okay, it can feel overwhelming. But I want to remind people that we live in an amazing time to be business owners. We live in an amazing Mm -hmm. time to be business owners. And the thing is you might reach one person on Twitter, okay, one person, one customer, one person that could change your whole life and your whole business. Instead of us looking at it like a chore, I think we probably need to look at our mindset and say, wow, we live in a really time, um, a really amazing time. We're so blessed to have the opportunity to that we can reach people all over the world, that the world is so much smaller. That I mean, I'm looking at my Instagram live right now, and I see all these people on here, uh, the majority of them I met on social media. And here they are listening to this story that they've probably heard me tell a million times. And they're supporting me. It's the same faces. It's the same people. And I appreciate it. And I feel so blessed. <laughs> I feel so blessed. And I feel like it's an honor that you, I can share my story and it can inspire other people, okay? Like even when it comes to community service, right? When it comes to community service, like I know a lot of people struggle saying, I don't want to brag. You know, I let, and, I, and I understand that. And I used to have this struggle too. And it's not about bragging. It's about inspiring other people. Like I can't right. do a food drive in every single city. <laughs> I, can't, right. I don't love it, right. I can't. It's actually a lot of work. People don't know. It's actually a lot of work doing community service. As I actually wrote a book about it. A lot of people don't know I wrote the second book. And I actually have a class about doing community service because we've been very successful with being able to push the message out and get a lot of news coverage for it. And so I like give my exact formula because I was like, if this can help somebody else, you know, and that's why I think people should share, you know, they should share. Maybe it can, somebody else can do it in their city. I think it's, I think it's amazing. And yeah, I think too many times we, we start to take social media for granted and, you know, it's, we've had it around for a while. We start to take it for granted and we start to think, oh, you know, I'm kind of tired of it. I get tired of, you know, and I get that. I get that. I think it's okay to take a break. Um, but at the same time, we just need to realize what a blessing it is. It's a free, I mean, this is, we can reach literally billions of people from our house, right. from our phones. Everybody's got these smartphones. And it's, I mean, we really just need to remember what a great gift it is and not take it for granted. And I, I do believe in self-care and mental, we've been talking mental health awareness, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But with all that being said, that, I mean, to me, all of that has nothing to do with your business. You can schedule that stuff in advance, okay? <laughs> there is no excuse. I'm so sorry. So a lot of people say, oh, no, I need to, you know, people get on social media and they're like, I'm taking a social media break. Like they make this big announcement. I'm taking a break. And (laughs) it's fine. Take the break, but we don't need to know, like get your stuff scheduled like a CEO. Right. And I like to tell people to talk about like, like you're a business owner, which you are. So 
what did businesses do? Walmart is, does not have a huge sign on their Instagram that says, I'm taking a social media, we're taking a social media break. Come back in a week. No, they still have marketing going on. And the majority of people there, they're not posting in the moment. So make sure that your business is done. Like, check it off. I created a program called F Social. <laughs> So it's kind of like forget social media, right? So you can get all your social media done for the year and still have your social media break, take care of your business, all that good stuff. So all let me that. ask you this. You, you talk a lot about Booksy. Why do you, mm-hmm. why do you like it so much? What's so, well, what's so great know, about it? And is it only for hairstylists and barbershops? It's not. It's for the beauty industry. That's the majority. There are other businesses on there, dentists, doctors, um, people who um, do audiovisual, um, you know, equipment. Um, but okay. I, I, because I have this technical background, I do think um, Booksy is uh, pretty amazing for the beauty industry um, because there's a lot of options, right? There's a lot of options. There's a lot of um Everything that you need to kind of market your business, it's not just um, an app to schedule appointments. Like you can send emails out through the app, through the app, not through the computer. You can actually do this through the app. You can send out emails, and they have a whole bunch of email templates in there, or you can create your own. You can send out mass text messages to, you know, you can send out text, or you can do um, in-app messages if people have their notifications on in the app. You can um, create social media flyers in the app right? Mm-hmm. You can use your own pictures. They've got stock photos in there if you want to use those. They have a way to do that in the app. So I just think that that's pretty amazing that this app has so many features and they are just rolling out to a lot of cities now um, because just to your point, it is for the beauty industry. So they're rolling out a marketplace where you can actually promote your profile, okay, out to the customers. And so, you know, and if you get a new th- customer through them, then they get a portion of that. But it's cool because it gives you access to a lot of other people who you may not have had access to. Right. So Booksy will actually recommend your business to other people that are looking for your, you know, the service that you offer. So if you're a makeup artist like you guys are, then, you know, they would recommend it to one of the other Booksy users like, hey, you might want to check out this new makeup crew. So they'll promote your profile. Right. Gotcha. So and it's good. Yeah. My husband has been a barber for over twenty years, and he was one of these old school barbers with the with the book, and he was really <laughs> resisting. I'm not gonna lie, okay? He was really resisting. All right, he was resisting getting started, okay? Um, and you know he's like, oh, she doesn't know. She's always thinking she knows so much about this. I've been doing this for a long time. And then one day he went to work and he forgot his appointment book at home. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we will forget a lot of stuff, but if we forget our phones, we will turn back around, okay? Almost no matter how late we are, all right? We will turn back around and get our phones, okay? Um, yes, so it's something that we've actually started to like. We started getting a lot of – we promote it a lot on our social media, and we get a lot of bookings on through our social media from new customers just because we're always promoting that you can actually – they have a partnership with Instagram, and you can actually put a book button right on your profile and you can say click the book button to book me so yep somebody was asking me um on live they're saying how is it compared to southie so one of the big things i think the texting thing is a little bit crazy like how you can send out those mass text messages 
we know right. people don't always read their um their emails, but people read the text messages and they it's one of the things people are so instantly looking right at their phone and looking at their text messages. And so it's a great way a lot of people one of the biggest issues I hear a lot of people in the beauty industry having is saying, Hey, I want to control people coming at the time that I want them to come. So with Booksy mm-hmm. and being able to send out those mass text messages, you can say, Hey, we have a special a flash special right now um, you know, or book this appointment right now, get this extra whatever, whatever kind of special that you want to run. That's that's up to you guys. But um, you can send it immediately and kind of control, you know what I mean, that kind of thing, the flow of traffic in that way. And so I think um, if you guys have ever looked into any text messaging software, it's expensive. It is really expensive. Wow. you really looked into it? No, we haven't. Okay, it's expensive. I have. <laughs> I have used it before, so it's really cool that it's in the app, and it's just it's just part of the app. Like, I think that's, like, dope. And they have, wow. like, one of the biggest things, I'm sorry, I failed to mention, um, you know, the Reggie Marcel's asked me a question here. One of the things I failed to mention is their customer service. So that is a huge thing. Like, most mobile apps will not allow you to call them. So you can actually call yeah. them and leave a message. They'll call you back. You can. They have reps that will reach out to you when you sign up, and they'll say, "Hey, save my number. If you have an issue, just text me or call me." Um, you know, they'll reach out to you on the DM. You can send an in-app. Um, 24 hours a day, they have in the app. There's help. So that's a huge thing, I think, especially when it comes to technology. You really have to think about the support part. Like I know a lot of people want to get their own apps and things like that, and I'm not against it. But one of the big thing I want people to really think about is you know, support. What is the support thing? Because if you're there and you're a barber, you're a makeup artist, whatever you're doing, and you're in the thick of it with your clients, you do not have time to be having technical issues and not having anybody to turn to. You know, and right. I think that's a big thing, though. Mm-hmm. So the price uh, for one person. Yeah, you see, Sorry, you see Reggie's question. The price range. <laughs> Yeah, so the price range um, for one person, it's um, $29.99. I know that if you, for people who want to try it out, um, they're actually offering a, a special through my account. So you can DM me, um, you know, at the Social Barber, and I will um, I actually have access to give people um, a special offer, um, you know, that's even less than the $29.99 a month for a limited amount of time, so. And I'm also giving people if they if they want to sign up, um, you know, once they become after their trial, and they want to be if they decide, you know, it's up to you if you decide that it's something that you want to use. And I am offering um, some amount of access to my uh, online classes. Cool. Let, let me ask you this, season. Mm-hmm. What because because you have a lot of followers and you teach so many people about social media and marketing mm-hmm. and just business in general. What uh-huh. is it about season that makes them trust you, um, that makes them, you know, yeah. sit on your live after hearing your story a hundred times, you know, what makes them want to be in your presence? You know, that's a great question. I don't know, but I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I, To be honest, when I first started doing this, like I started, I don't know what made me go live the first time. I really don't know. I thought I was doing a good job, and I went back and watched it, and I was like, ooh, that was terrible. But, 
but I think <laughs> it's my enthusiasm. Um, I appreciate that people trust me, and I, I take that to heart. Like, that means a lot that people do trust my word. Like, I, that's important to me. Um, but I think a lot of people tell me my energy, my passion. Um, Reggie said I'm genuine. I appreciate that. Um, but I really do try to bring positivity, enthusiasm. Um, you know, I I want people to feel like, wow, that was an amazing experience. I'm glad that I was on her live, whether or not I learned something, whether or not she entertained me because she's kind of goofy, kind of silly. Um, <laughs> she's not that funny, even though she tries to be sometimes, but it ends up being kind of funny because it's unexpected. Um, but whatever it is, I always try to do a little bit of education, entertainment, a little bit of edutainment, my old school hip-hop reference, um, Boogie Down Productions. But, yes, that wins every time for me, education plus entertainment. I really try to bring value to people. I try to – there's a lot of people holding back. I try to share a lot um, as much as I can. I try to share. <laughs> um, even if it's – I started doing – I've been trying to up – up the bar even more every um so i've started doing this instagram live networking party on mondays at noon eastern standard time where i invite people to come on live with me and they can share their brand their product and their event for free because a lot of times people you know they're dming me can you share this can you share that i'm like you know what come on my live like it's free i'm not even going to charge you come on my live share your thing like whatever it is you got going on share with everybody because you know, I have a platform. Let's share it. You know, there's a lot of amazing people in the industry that nobody's ever heard of. Right. So, you know, let's share. I don't know. I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know. I see um, a few people out here answering. Um, they said, uh, Reggie said, you don't have to share, but I'm grateful that you do. I'm grateful that you guys want to listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, there's a lot of people on live. Like, honestly, like, I feel blessed, um, you know what I'm saying, to have the audience. Um, that I do. I feel blessed that people want to learn from me. I love teaching. I always, when I was younger, said I want to be a teacher, but I'm going to be honest. I grew up very poor, and I was like, I'm not going to be poor. <laughs> so I was like, mm -hmm. so I became a computer programmer, you know, but I did not realize that, you know, I'm led down this path where, again, I am teaching. You know, I love teaching. I have my online school, and I love sharing with people, and I, I feel like I'm good at breaking it down so it makes sense to people, and, you know, that's something I love teaching. I actually, I've, always, I've had tons of jobs, okay? <laughs> For some reason, I, I had this full-time corporate job, and then I'd have all these part-time jobs, and one of my part-time jobs that I had, not long after I graduated from, from college, from undergrad, and I started working in my corporate job, I used to teach part-time at a community college. Okay, I used to teach part time at a community college. I used to teach math. So mind you, I'm 22 years old. I'm walking in. Everybody's like, "Where's the teacher?" <laughs> like, I'm right here. So it's funny. I really did enjoy doing that. Um, you know, teaching those college classes. But I think I really enjoy teaching, and I think people can connect with that. Nice, awesome, awesome. One one last question, Susan, before we uh, come yeah, to a course. close. Can you talk a little bit about what's the difference between your audience and your followers? Are they the same? Okay. Are they different? Well, I really lately have been um, really pushing, pushing my people, okay, my team CEO, as I like to call them. I really like to push my CEO to really think about a true audience. 
Okay. Follow, like a mm-hmm. lot of people have been telling me, um, a lot of people have been telling me, um, you know, hey, I want to get more followers. I want to get more followers. I'm like, hold up, guys. <laughs> hold up. Hold up. <laughs> you don't need a lot of followers to reach all of the goals that you have in your, you know, for your business. You do not need a lot of followers as, you know, you guys are like, hey, I'm with that. Um but the thing is, is that I want people to focus on making a true connection with people. You know, you can, if you have, you know, a hundred thousand followers, or whatever, it's really hard for you to know all of those people. But if you have a smaller following, you know, I'm, I'm be honest with you, people with smaller followings have higher engagement. Okay. The moment I hit a hundred thousand followers, my engagement did go down. I'm not going to lie. The and engagement is a percentage, you know, um, mm-hmm. the engagement rate went down and that's, that's a known thing in social media. Um, but I want people to start thinking about making real connections with people, getting to know people online, having people have um, a personal stake in your success, okay? And that is what, one thing that I've noticed with a lot of people who have been really successful online. They share their struggles. They share their wins. And then their audience and their, you know, their audience, not the followers, the people who've really been following them from day one and saying, man, I remember when they started and they only had one store. Now they have five stores or whatever it is. Those people have a personal stake in their success. And I think that's where you really become successful is when you, when people feel like they're a part of your success. People, there's so much negativity in the world and people want a win. People want to win, even Mm -hmm. if they're sharing your win. They want to be a part of the winning team, right? And they want to they right. root for you. They, they want to do whatever they can because there's so many things that happen that are outside of our control. But it's like, hey, I'm trying to reach right. this goal of, you know, whatever it is, vote for me, do this, donate $1, whatever your goal is, you know, letting people know, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. Can you guys help me reach this goal? People are like, hey, okay, what do I have to do? If it's within my power, yeah, sure, a dollar, ten dollars, a hundred dollars. What do you need? You know, um, oh, you have a class, like, and and I try to do that as well. Like, I I bought a book the other day um, because somebody released. I buy a lot of people's things and things that I don't need <laughs> because I want to support their business. I you know, and I see how hard it is, especially those people that are business owners. They know like. A business own be having your own business. It's not a business. It's a job. It's a it's your baby. It's your, it's like it's something that you birthed. Okay, and the thing is, is that you you know. So I know the struggle. <laughs> I know that even though I'm newer to it, I know the struggle. How hard it is, and to have somebody look at your baby and tell you your baby's ugly, right? So you want to you know I want to support other businesses. So I mean I buy books like I have a personal success and other people's you know personal interest in other people's success so I'm like I just bought a book the other day about how to open up a, a nail a nail salon I mm-hmm. don't think I'm gonna open a nail salon but I wanted to support the person that was selling the book so that's what I did <laughs> so wow. I think that is the most important thing is you know I wanted to be part of this person's audience I don't just want to be a follower I want to be an active participant I want to be you know um you, when you're building an audience, you want to have some type of influence. You want to be able to say, hey, guys, move left, okay? At 3 o'clock, everybody go left, and everybody goes left, okay? That's what you need. You want to have that. That's the kind of connection you want to have with people. Hey, I'm having a party. Can you show up? That's what you want. Right. That is what you want on your business. 
followers, having, like I, the example I use all the time, having a 10-year-old boy in Bangladesh following you is not going to help you at all, okay? <laughs> not going to buy your product, not going to come to your events, probably not going to get a haircut from you, probably not going to get their makeup done. So, you know, having your actual audience is, is very powerful. It's very beneficial to your business. <laughs> so, so true. <laughs> so true. Um, but, you know, sometimes I think people were, so, you know, they're so interested in getting their numbers up and getting their followers up because there's so, some people are going, their goal is that check mark. Yeah. And so they want to get those numbers up. Mm-hmm. How important. Well, I will tell you a how secret. How important is the check mark? Okay. All right. So, okay, so she's talking about getting your Instagram account verified. I did get my Instagram account verified, um, you know, recently. Um, and I will tell you, it does not matter how many followers you have. It does not. If you look, there's a lot of newscasters online. They might have 1,000 followers, 2,000 followers, and they have the, you know, a lot of them have or their Instagram account verified. Um, I'll be honest, it literally, it probably doesn't mean, in the greater scheme of things, nothing about my Instagram account changed um, I'm still giving the same information now that I was giving mm-hmm. before. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing is perception. And for this reason, which sucks, but this is the world that we live in, people feel like I'm more important than someone else. Um, it kind of mm-hmm. highlights your social media. So if I, even if I'm on a live broadcast, and I make a comment on the live broadcast, my comments will stand out. Even if I'm on a, I could be on the live broadcast with thousands of people because I have that check mark next to my name. My, my um, comments will stand out. My comments will stand out in large social media accounts in the comment section. If I make a comment, a lot of people will notice my comments. Um, you know, so it's perception and it sucks sometimes, but sometimes, it's like, okay, it's the perfect example. It's like a real estate agent driving a Lexus, right? You guys know how usually real estate agents have, like, really nice cars, and they do uh-huh. that because they want people to feel like they're successful, right? So they give this it, – because it's perception is reality, right? Nobody wants to buy a house from a broke real estate agent because they feel like they're not good. <laughs> but they have a nice car, they feel like, oh, they're successful. And that's what the blue check mark on your name is. Okay, at the end of the day, it doesn't change anything about you. It doesn't make – I'm not more important than anybody else, okay? Other people might perceive me to be, okay? And so for that reason, it might help your business, okay? Because people, you know, might feel like you're more important, which I hate to say that, okay? Because <laughs> nobody's more important than anybody, but some other people might feel like you are more important. It sucks, but that's what people think. Uh, I, it's right. It's it's one of those things like people think people with more followers have more money. It's not true. <laughs> There's a lot of people out there with a million followers. They don't have any money. Okay. But it's the same thing with the, with the having, getting your Instagram account verified. Okay. People perceive you to be successful. People perceive you to be important. And for, you know, if you have a business, you want people to feel like your business is important and they want you to feel like, you are special. So, I mean, it's a perception thing, I would say. Gotcha. <laughs> I've always, I've always thought that. 
Right. But I've heard, heard if your Instagram account gets hacked or, you know, hackers take it away that you can get it back because you've actually had to verify your account by, you know, I had to give a copy of my driver's license and that to get my Instagram account verified. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. It is interesting. I've gotten a lot of questions. Um, so I'm actually going to be coming out with a class about it to kind of help people because it's, it's the biggest misconception that people have about getting verified on Instagram is that what you're doing on Instagram matters. Gotcha. It's really, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's confusing, I know. Yeah, that is confusing. But really, a lot of what you're doing outside of Instagram really makes a huge difference. Right. Well, see, the, in crazy. the next couple of, couple of minutes, just tell us uh-huh. what you got going on, anything that you want to announce or to let everybody, anybody know about. This is your time right now to just promote your yes, live okay. for tomorrow or anything else. Mm-hmm. Yep, I've got my, um, my Instagram live networking party. It's absolutely free. It's at uh, noon Eastern Standard Time. Um, come promote your brand, your product, and your event for free. Um, I, I do go live Monday through Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Um, and I also will be coming out, you know, I, there's so much demand for this, how to get verified class, so I have that as well. Um, in addition, my Instagram, my, I created, because I have this background in computer programming, I created my, um, my custom hashtag generator for Instagram, and it helps you get local clients into your business and it's still going strong. I've created that probably, probably the first year, probably 2015, thousands and thousands of people have used it and it still works. It works amazingly. I get testimonials all the time from people telling me like how many customers they got from using the hashtags for my hashtag generator. So, you know, once you get the hashtags, you actually get some lessons also about how to use the hashtags and how to, the hashtags work. What does it mean? That whole thing. So, that's nice. some of what I now, got going now, on. <laughs> now I don't know why I only thought that the 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 live was every Monday. For some reason, I've been waiting around for Mondays, but it's every day. You're saying Monday through Friday? But, well, the the Instagram live networking party is only on Mondays, but I do okay. go live and share tips and tricks Tuesday through Friday. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yes, but yes. So the, Tuesday, the party, a lot Tuesday of people want to join with me. On Tuesday through Friday, is that noon? Tuesday through Friday, is that noon, though? Yes, every day, Monday through Friday, noon Eastern Standard Time. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah. I'm trying my best to jump on tomorrow. <laughs> yes. I'm going to try. <laughs> Come on through. Maybe if I could Come on. Maybe walk away from set if I have to. Yep. Yep. We'd love All to right. have you. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. (laughs) Well, thank you, Susan. We appreciate you coming on tonight. Of course, of course, of course. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for sharing your audience with me. And this is this is fun. We got to do this more often. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. So again, we're gonna try to jump on. Hopefully, maybe both my sister and I can maybe possibly jump on at the same time. We'll see. All right, tomorrow. We're going to try. We're going to try. 
<laughs> All right. So thank All you right. guys for tuning in, and thank you to your audience who listened live. Thank you guys mm-hmm. for joining yep. as well. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much. I wish I could give my virtual clap. I'll give some snaps. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You guys have an amazing evening. You You do the same. Thank you. Uh (laughs) Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. We greatly appreciate it. We thank you. um, Thanks again to Susan Bennett for dropping by, always sharing social media tips and information. Um, I have to get myself together because just like Susan mentioned earlier in the show, um, she was not even interested in social media, didn't even want any parts of it. Now, that was never me. I've always wanted to be a part of social media. Um, But there's times when I actually get bored with it, don't really want to post. But I do understand um, as a makeup artist who's also an educator, um, as um, an entrepreneur who has several businesses, I do need social media. And so I do need to, um, you know, rethink it and, and attack it in a different way than I have been. So thank you, Susan, for kind of inspiring me tonight and also for um, just sharing um, your social media wisdom. Absolutely. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, Make sure you follow us on um, Instagram. We are beauty underscore talk underscore media to to see who's, you know, who's coming up next week and what we're doing. Um, Follow us on Twitter, beauty underscore talk. And then we are beauty talk online on Facebook. And you can follow both my sister Denise and I on our individual um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, a- a- anywhere on social media, we are there under our names. Denise is D-E-N-I-S-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L, Tunnel, and I am Janice Tunnel, J-A-N-I-C-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L. We're on all social media platforms under our name, but you can also follow us together on Facebook at Denise and Janice Tunnell. You'll find us on Facebook, Denise and Janice Tunnell, as well as individually, but we do have a combined page on Facebook. And there may be a combined page coming one day soon to Instagram. Okay? Thank you guys very much. Look forward to a uh, live tweet chat coming from Beauty Talk really, really soon. Just want to put that out there again on Twitter. We are beauty underscore talk underscore media. Again, look for a live tweet chat from uh, the Beauty Talk girls coming soon. We'll keep you posted as to when that's going to happen. And maybe we just may have a special guest um, leading the tweet chat for us or hosting the tweet chat for us. But we'll keep you posted. Just wanted to throw it out there so you guys can look out for it. All right, again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for hanging in there with us for the past 10 and a half years. Um, We just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you to all of our guests. Thank you to all of our listeners from around the world. Thank you for those who listen on the playback. Thank you for your continued support. Thank you for those of you who listen on other um, media outlets. 
you, thank you. And we'll be sharing some of those media outlets with you very, very soon. All right. All right. With that all being said, everyone have a wonderful evening and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night.